0: We have eight minutes. Attention. We have eight minutes. Today, the death tax on eight minutes.
1: The discussion today is going to be on the inheritance tax. The article that I found was from the Huffington Post, which was uh, in November, and it was written by uh, Etziani, and he is saying that the inheritance tax is a is something that's missing from the pro- progressive agenda. He's expecting progressives like Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton to start talking about taxing people when they die. And so right now there's an exemption that's 5.25 million per person and 10 million per couple. Now that's commonly people talk about this as the death tax, is it? That, that right? is right. So if I die and I have assets less than $10 million if I'm married, or $5 million if I'm single, then my assets are not taxed. And so what this guy's saying, that progressives need to start talking about how can we get at more money from people when they die? And is that fair that I should be able to die with, say, $2 million and leave that money to my children without it being taxed? And this issue is a huge
0: issue. I mean, it speaks to what our nation is. Back in the day, and I'm talking 200 years ago, 150 years ago, the whole reason for the formation of the country was because they wanted to make a country where people had equality is a founding principle. Right. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, in, in Europe at the time, you had these uh, privileged elites who owned land? The land gentry and so forth. The class structure, uh-huh. and then there's no way that a peasant or someone who uh, who was just coming through. This was before the uh, the um, industrial revolution, uh-huh. so that these these things were set in stone, and there was just no way to get out of it. So the people who came, predominantly, came to America, didn't want any part of that. They wanted a situation that was based upon their merit and not upon uh, their ancestry. Right. And so what happens is. For the first like 100 years there was this understanding in the American in America that it was not a good thing to die and leave money to your estate because it promoted this idea of this class structure that, hey, you were uh, setting aside money so that you were formulating a class. Fairness was that people were starting from birth equally and then how they lived their life was based upon their merit and their, uh, you know, their, their skill set. It had this equality argument to it. When is the last time you ever heard an equality argument when it comes to the, the death tax? You don't hear that at all, right?
1: Right. Well, I I don't know if I would agree with your presupposition. It seems to me that most of the people who ran our country, even back in colonial days, were land barons and people who had generational wealth. I don't know that I really know that that I can really say that there were people who just gave up their wealth when they died so that their wealth wouldn't pass from one generation to the next. Is that what you're saying was the common notion?
0: You had people like um, Ben Franklin, who was not a rich person, who uh, made his mark based upon his merit. And then you also had every single person who signed the Declaration of Independence. When they signed it, they were giving up any basis to their heirs and any kind of an estate. Mm -hmm. So in a real way, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, they were saying, I agree to start from scratch. Okay. And now it's it is fair to say that well some were uh, you know deeded uh, land and so forth, but that wasn't a given. That wasn't that was uh, rights that were conveyed by the king, and there was no surety that if we if the colonies were successful in breaking away from England, that the right to those properties would would follow. So there was this clean slate, so to speak, when it came to. Um, The Americas. It was based upon this presumption that, well, from this point forward, it's up to you. To me, it's all about the political class, the elites versus the rest of us, the uh, country class, and a lot of these issues are uh, are designed, in my mind, to divide up the the rest of us so that the elites can perpetuate their
1: their lifestyle. So, so how does that differ what you just said with the 99% argument? And they were alleging that the 1% were in control of the 99%. Is that pretty much the same argument or different?
0: A lot of those 99%ers, I mean, that was a specific movement, but and those were the kids of the elites. I mean, you know, a lot of these movements are the whole 60s was the kids of the elites, right? right. But, and it's more or less just a, a exaggeration of their rebellion from their parents. But what I'm getting at is it was the prevailing view for the first 100 years or more of this country that the whole idea of passing on wealth to your heirs was something that was frowned upon uh, or at least not something that you would hold out as a badge of honor. Okay. And then what happened was um, recently uh, it's become – in part of this is because they labeled it the death tax and people just took offense with the idea of, well, I don't, why should I be taxed? And then you get the common man who – just doesn't want to be taxed at death. So you think,
1: you 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 think that the death tax, the inheritance tax, should be increased, and that the uh, the exemption should be decreased, so that more people are taxed by the government when they die. That's correct. As a
0: policy, we should say America is a place for opportunity. It's a wide open place. You can have as much opportunity as possible, but you have an obligation to society that if you earn things, that you have to put them back into circulation. And what happens is if oh, I know... Oh, I think that's terrible. And if I know that, uh, <laughs> that I can't take it with me, so to speak, then I'm more apt to uh, put it back into circulation, buy things, uh, employ people, uh, pay fair wages, do certain things that allows society to be better off because I'm not trying to hoard it for my heirs. Uh, when you die, I would say a good 90% of your assets should go back to the public,
1: Oh, and, Joe, that's now, a communistic
0: attitude. Now people say, well, it wasn't. It was the, it was the status of the day for 100 years in But this was country. it
1: taxed or was it something people just voluntarily did?
0: Just think of a society where you know when you go through life that you can't take it with you and your heirs aren't going to have any benefit of it. Well, what do you try to do with that money then? You try to set up society so that your heirs are better in a better society. And that's a good thing. That's how we should. We should promote the society thing. And then you say, well, what about the person? who dies with 10 million dollars why should they nine million go to this back to the state exactly right you know how you prevent that you spend it
1: during your lifetime well die penniless the goal is to die penniless i believe in communism which is i want to voluntarily give to different causes and different people what i'm opposed to is communism where the government comes in and takes from me and redistributes my wealth
0: are they taken from you when you're dead where are you?
1: Yeah, they're taking from me because from you, they're taking it from my heirs. <laughs> now no, my heirs. You
0: are not your you heirs. What I'm suggesting is that we transcend that whole logic and we just say, for people who are alive, this is the types of attributes that we're going to promote as a society. We're going to promote that you have every incentive to better society, to be generous, and not to hoard assets for the benefit of your children.
1: The, I think the big uh, misconception that you have and the big flaw with this whole paradigm is... You're assuming that if the government taxes 90% of my wealth when I die, that that money is going to go to a better cause than my children. And I think that is where the flaw is in your argument.